so we are on another episode of Salty Business, and uh, we're here today with Brian from Detroit Mushrooms. Woo! Um, so tell me about your, how, how, where are you from originally? Uh, Southeast Michigan. Southeast Born Michigan. Born in Detroit, raised in Livonia, and then uh, we bounced out, built a house out in Pinckney, out in the middle of nowhere. Uh-huh. Um, that was fine and dandy for six or seven years, and then I realized I needed to get back in the city and be around some people my own age. and. Yeah. Start collaborating more. Uh, so around the ripe old age, uh, 18 or 19, I flew the coop. Uh-huh. Came to Ann Arbor, then over to Ypsilanti, and that's where I still reside. Uh-huh. And how did you get into mushrooms? Well, um, that's a good question. Um, there was a time when I was at the local Meyer, uh-huh. and I was looking at all the mushrooms that they had. I think I was going to make a stir fry or something yeah. like that. I was wondering, where do these things come from? Yeah. So I started looking at the packaging, and what I found was the majority, and by majority I mean basically everything I could find that day, was either coming from Canada or was coming from Pennsylvania. And I thought that was a little odd. Yeah. Um, so that kind of kept me up yeah. later on that night. So the next day I ended up going to a Whole Foods, and then once again, Canada and Pennsylvania. So then I checked out the Plum Market, I went to Hiller's, and I went all over the place, and all of a sudden there was this aha moment like, Everyone around here is growing such awesome and magnificent food, yet there's this big local food scene, and uh-huh. there's obviously a void here. Yeah. So what can I do to improve upon that void? Yeah. And that's kind of what got the bug inside of my mind, and uh, the rest is history. And how, how long have you guys been open for? We've been open for business um, for the last five years. I've been growing mushrooms for about nine years, uh-huh. and so a lot of that was hobbyist. Um, after about two years of doing it as a hobby, I was able to um, finally catch the ear and attention of my best friend, uh, Randon, uh, Randon Siut, and uh, he kind of said, okay, I, c- I can see the numbers here. I can see how we can make this work and make it work- worth our time. Um, so it took about two years to get him on board, and then fast forward, you know, four years after the initial hobbyist uh, movement uh, between the two of us, and we decided to take it seriously. Yeah. So that's where we're at now. And do you primarily sell to um, restaurants or, like, directly to consumers or a little bit of both? So we, we once, when we first started, we started off with co-ops, the Ann Arbor People's Food Co-op and the Ypsilanti Food Co-op. And we did a few uh, different markets. We did both the Ypsilanti, the downtown and the depot town markets, as well as um, the west side market um, right over there in Sigmund's parking lot. Uh-huh. And it was great. It was really awesome to be able to actually see and talk to the people that were going to take your product home and use it. And the next week, you know, you come back and, yeah. oh, what would you make with it? You know, yeah. oh, we made a mushroom risotto. You know, that was, uh, it was really nice to be able to connect with them. Um, but for us, you know, like those farmers markets are so dependent on the weather yeah and what people have going on in their lives so uh-huh. it's not very consistent uh-huh. um, across the board and when you're dealing with something like mushrooms um, it's not like you can put it in the root cellar and it'll stay for a month um, it does not have a good shelf life uh-huh. for the most part yeah. so our our dynamic of how we um, like our, our approach to how do we get this to consumers kind of changed it evolved over a few years after that um and now we're kind of in a setup where i understand what the restaurants need uh-huh. so then i can go into the grow rooms and i can take all that down and 40 minutes later it can be right there in their kitchen for them just That's trying to awesome. make it as fresh as possible yeah what uh what are some of your favorite mushrooms well the uh like i brought here today the lion's mane okay is just an amazing mushroom it's a tooth fungus 
Um, it's loaded with polysaccharides, um, which are awesome brain food. Uh, it's good for the building blocks of your neural connections and your mind. So, um, and there's polysaccharides in a lot of different things, but there seems to be a very concentrated amount of those in the polysac or inside the lion's mane uh, mushroom. So I, I really appreciate that about that mushroom. Um, it also kind of tastes like buttered lobster. Uh-huh. Uh, not really one for shellfish, so this yeah. is a really great alternative for me. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, there's a lot of forage mushrooms that I, that I absolutely adore. Um, I think chicken in the woods uh, and also maitake mushrooms, hen of the woods, are probably two of my favorites, just texturally and flavor-wise. There's just really nothing that competes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah lion's mane is interesting because I, I, I got into mushrooms and because I took Adderall for so many years. So I was looking at alternative ways to get energy throughout the day because Adderall is like a nuclear bomb of energy. Yes, it is. And then when I stopped taking it, I was like, you know, you know, what, what, what am I going to yeah, do? What, what fills that space? That and then space also, energy. what have I done to my brain? So what are the, um, what are the things I could take to, to help my brain? And so I went to this float conference and... Um, and everyone who I like kind of trusted, and I thought, okay, this guy seems like he knows what's up. I said, well, what would you recommend? And everybody said, host defense. Go to host defense. Oh, yeah, and from Fungi Perfect. Yeah, fun, yeah yep. exactly. So I started taking Lion's Mate all the time, and, and their, their, brain, their brain mix as well. And, um, it was really, really good. and really. You know, You've seen noticeable results? Yeah, just concentration, uh, energy throughout the day. And you know, there's cordyceps in, in the brain one. There's a couple other you know, mushrooms as well. Yeah, cordyceps militaris is, yeah. is an amazing fungus. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, and so, I mean, how has mushrooms changed your life? Well, um, it's given me something to do, that's for sure. Um, I mean, I've, I've done a lot of different things um, over my years. I've worn many hats. When it comes to mushrooms, again, going back to like there was kind of like a void in the local food community, uh-huh. the local food environment. So it's kind of given me a, a sort of a purpose because I can put my skills and I can put my, uh, my general understanding and my understanding is that the concept, you know, I can conceptualize how do we do this at scale? Yeah. And then I can realize it. I just, I've, I've met enough people. I've done their research. I, um, I've done this so many times that I kind of feel like I've, like I'm a little bit more valuable, uh, than I used to be uh-huh. inside the local food scene. And I think that that drives me to wake up every morning and you know, ask myself, if not you, then who? Yeah. Who's going to do it? Yeah. Because if, I, if we just stopped doing what we're doing right now, that we would go back to having that void in the local food environment. And, you know, there's a lot of restaurants that at this point are sort of dependent on us. And so, like, that, that kind of gives you a, a good drive, a good purpose. Uh-huh. Um, so in that, re- that regard, that has changed my life uh, as a positive. Um, also, it has provided me an incredible amount of um, great food at my at yeah. my disposal so uh, you know mushrooms sometimes can be a bit expensive especially really nice fresh ones uh, that expense is now uh, out of my life yeah uh, so that's kind of cool um, what what's the difference so like you know host defense are in capsules mm-hmm. in terms of the benefits they deliver is, is are there any differences as I've a, always been as opposed yeah. to uh, just going yeah. raw off of uh, a mushroom yeah well, when it, when it comes to those capsules and like host defense, and we also make an extract to uh-huh. still uh, in the, the tail end of lab testing for it, uh-huh. excuse me, um, is that when you get into those capsulated versions, it's not going to be just a ground up mushroom. Sometimes it can be, but typically there's going to be like a dual or a triple extract. So by weight, you're really pulling more of those 
for instance, with the linesman, the polysaccharides, uh-huh. you're getting a lot more of a dose, uh-huh. um, which is good, which is good. It's just like taking any multivitamin. Like you can eat, um, you know, like what? Uh, you could eat a lot of vitamin D by way of mushrooms that have been exposed to ultraviolet light, mm-hmm. or you can take a vitamin D vitamin. Yeah. You know. One's going to have a lot of beneficial fibers, uh, high, high in fiber, low in fat. There's proteins in there. It's more rounded as a food. But um, that vitamin B pill is going to have more of a punch of vitamin D. So when, um, when say, like you're a vegan or you're a vegetarian, you're taking a lot of those things out of your normal diet that you know a, a conventional Western diet might have. Um, so adding mushrooms in is always a benefit. But you know, you're still going to fall short sometimes. So um, when people need uh, an extra boost to get into those extracts is definitely better for them dietarily uh-huh. um, or like you said that you you wanted to kind of correct maybe the chemistry of your brain and yeah. rework some things you know, that's kind of a fast track route to to going about that uh-huh. uh, dealing with the extracts um, we do a quad extract um, which is kind of boring I won't really get into that but um, we basically make it like an 80 to 1 extract i think paul stamets who's kind of the the genius um he, he just knows a lot yeah yeah. He, yeah he wrote the bible on all of it so to speak um he's, he's a pure scientist um we are about an 80 to 1 extract i think paul's host defense is more of like a hundred to one extract so by that i mean 100 wet pounds to equal one dried pound oh wow so i mean you're really reducing you're really scaling and so when you look at that sort of ratio uh-huh. you can see how concentrated um, the good stuff that you're pulling out really is when you put it in your body uh-huh that's interesting and where um where do you kind of want to go with your company i definitely want to follow the um follow the uh the direction we are with these extracts um i think i think lion's mane as a whole is receiving a whole lot of good press across the the wellness and um the health uh, community mm-hmm. um and i don't know lion's mane um and you know reishi um cordyceps militaris um, a lot of those mushrooms are easy to grow um they're not very easy to grow at scale mm-hmm. so like going back to the 80 or 100 pounds to get yeah. one pound you kind of have to figure out how to go real big with it. So that is definitely something that is uh, on our radar. Um, we're at about 20 restaurants right now. Mm-hmm. I would like to see that grow to about 40 um, before 2018 is up, as well as our production just being up across the board. Um, in the next few years, I can definitely see there's a kind of a surge of uh, people that want to get involved with growing uh, mushrooms. and when we were beginning this whole process and beginning this journey, there really wasn't a whole lot of people we could have these conversations with because yeah. there wasn't a whole lot of people doing it. So you reach out, you find forums, you talk to people online, you read books, and um, that only gets you about you know, an eighth of the way there. Yeah. Everything else is trial and error, and we've done so much trial and error over the years. I think we kind of figured out a, a good, solid direction at the end, and uh-huh. at this point it's kind of like a, a slow, steady climb to uh to reach our goals and but it's an exponential uh thing you know yeah from from a to b goes a lot slower than b to c goes and then c to d goes much quicker yeah yeah no i, I know how that goes uh so are you when are you going to have your extracts ready for market um they are undergoing um basically lab testing right now to figure out exactly 
what our ratios are uh-huh. uh, to figure out how concentrated they are so we can actually label them correctly. Uh-huh. Um, but after that's done, you know, we got the bottlers, the bottling machine, all that good stuff. All the labels are made. That'll probably hit shelves at the Argus Farm Stop, both locations. I'm hoping in about a month or so. Uh-huh. And then we have an Amazon arm to the company where we sell a lot of um, tools for uh, mushroom cultivation as well as like these base blocks that I have these mushrooms growing from. We will inoculate those. And before you know they begin the fruit, we can send them off and people can um, get their hands dirty, uh-huh. so to speak, at home. And they can you know, enjoy the benefits of growing fungus and really get their hands and their eyes tuned to how this process works. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well... That is really, really cool. Uh, one final thing is, is it Paul Stamets? Stamets? Paul Stamets? Yeah, so he, yeah. when he was on Joe Rogan, mm-hmm. I was listening to him, and an idea that he brought up, which I thought was, because he brings up a lot of crazy and awesome ideas. Sure, yeah. Uh, but was that working with humans and mushrooms together and, you know, how they can communicate. And I thought, okay, it's kind of a ridiculous idea. But the what he said was, like, I think it was a subway system in Japan of working to find the most efficient way to create the subway system. So he laid out different mushrooms, and at first the ways that they traveled was kind of random, but after a couple of days they found that they traveled on the most efficient route possible. Mm-hmm. And using that information um, in order to get, you know, kind of as a way means of communication, how we design our systems based on them, they're kind of the underpinnings of our entire earth. I don't know. There's just, I remember that idea. I was like, holy shit, between the communication between humans and mushrooms. just And I don't really know how to digest and marinate that idea. But As, uh, as Dr. Ian Malcolm from Jurassic Park once said, life finds a way. <laughs> um, and, and uh, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, there is argument up there uh, for whether or not there is a, a consciousness to mycelium. And I think I would... I would defend the idea that there is. Um, whether or not they're out there to make, you know, um, Beethoven's Sixth Symphony, or if they're just there to, um, I mean, that's just not what their priority is. Yeah. Um, what they're there to do is to, I mean, like my, with mycorrhizal species, I mean, you have like this fantastic connection between not even just one type of tree, but several different types of flora and fauna. And maybe one does not have enough light to, you know, engage itself in photosynthesis. Well, then they can, you know, they can move these chemicals. They can move these properties underneath uh, these vitamins and these minerals to these trees from underneath the the soil. Um, There's trace elements that they've put out, um, you know, like at the the fringe side of a forest. And, you know, three months later they can go back and they can find these trace elements in a sapling that was in the center of the forest that was just, you know, diminished um, nutrition-wise. And so, I mean, you can tell that everything's talking. Everything's talking and everything's understanding and everything's trying to be to the benefit of that forest. And that's something that you just, you look at that, you look at those, those findings, you just can't, you can't deny yeah. that sort of aptitude yeah. and that consciousness. Um, so I think, you know, these, these, these organisms, you know, fungus is like the forgotten animal kingdom. Yeah, you know everyone's afraid of them. So much of the soil mass is actually fungus. We walk over it every single day. I mean, we're huge. We're, you and I are fungal bodies. I mean, yeah. There's so much fungus inside of us right now that um, it would be uh, it would be prudent to not recognize it. Yeah. Um, do I think that they're going to show us the way to everything? No, but I think there should be a healthy respect as a predate flora fauna they predate invertebrates and vertebrates on this planet i mean 
there's fossils of 15 foot tall mushrooms. I mean, before before man was ever uh, a twinkle in the universe's yeah. eye, um, yeah, mushrooms were hard at work here on this planet making it happen. And um, that kind of leads me into another idea uh-huh. about fungal conservation uh-huh. because so much of it you can't see. Yeah. And so much of our medicine out there um, either comes from uh, molds, fungus, yeast, dimorphic molds and fungi. Um, and a lot of that comes from the rainforest. And you always have these deconstruction of the rainforest. You hear about it all the time, but, I mean, it just it's happening every single day. And that's where all this stuff comes from. Um, the, the fungi and say like the Amazon, for instance, is thought to outweigh the flora and fauna in that ecosystem by six or seven to one. Damn. So for every species you lose of flora fungi, uh, and fungi, which you hear of that happening often, especially if you're looking or you're, or you're listening for it, um, potentially we could be losing you know, five, six, seven types of fungi, and that's just a staggering number. Yeah. If, you, if you don't know how much there is, how can you conserve them? Yeah, that's, you know, that's pretty we don't, You don't want to shoot yourself in the foot Moving forward into a very dynamic and interesting future, you know, without the, the tools and medicine that nature already has parked right here in our medicine cabinet mm-hmm. we call the planet. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there are far better natural ways to do this than, mm-hmm. you know, prescription. Yeah. So. Awesome. Well, that's all we have for you today. I really appreciate it. Not a problem. Nice to meet you. All right. Yeah, nice to meet you too. Cheers, man. Cheers.